just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. Joining us on this show, Chuck Crosby. He's the owner of the Crosby Law Office. It's a good thing because, let's face it, it's named after him. And I know. Can, it would be awkward it, otherwise. It would. It, yeah. But you can never sell your business to unless you can find someone named Crosby. You can reach Chuck, who does a great job at closings, 499-6360. Also joining us, another good guy that is a part of our team, Randy Rocky with Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime to help you get your home loan, and that's no joke. He has got the he's the real deal, folks. Six four five zero seven three six. And me, well, I'm Bob Sokoler. You can reach me anytime if you're thinking about selling your home, either now or in the next years. Call me, come out, or I'll do a Zoom meeting or just over the phone. We can talk about the process and come up with a plan to get you on the market when you want it and at the price you want. Reach out to me at 376-5483. And we also have 12 hungry buyer agents ready to help you find your next home. All right, coming up a little later on in the show, and this is a story that I know Terry Miners is interested in because he had chili from his refrigerator. He actually texted me a picture of it. And he's worried that he could be in trouble because we'll be talking about leftovers in your fridge that can make you sick. That's coming up in just a bit. First, let's continue with our Super Bowl edition of our show. Of course, the big uh, Super Bowl on tonight. Unfortunately, we don't have any predictions on that. But let's let's talk about um, the mortgage industry. Mortgage rates, we'll start with Randy. They nudged lower 30-year fixed average dip to what, 5.45% and the 15 year slipped as well. That That's great yeah. news, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, NMLS number 26362. So yes, they, they have been dropping. Uh, and uh, I think that that trend will, it'll slowly happen, but it'll continue to happen. Uh, especially when we get into the busy season, which is great. Yeah, I agree with you. And by the way, if you want to watch a rebroadcast of this show and see what Chuck just opened, and is drinking, we won't tell you. Yeah, we see it. You can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com on this Sunday Super Bowl morning. LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's a redirect to our big YouTube channel. All right. So we got that out of the way. Let's get over to uh, Chuck with some questions. Um, and the first one happened to our team, and Chuck was part of it. And it requires us telling you, we talk about this all the time, owner's title insurance. And we suggest it. I see Randy is shaking his head. It's a plus. But Chuck, explain why this was so important and and how we were able to help and you were able to help get the loan, uh, get this closed for a seller. Well, the short uh, the the short answer is a fellow uh, that does closings made a mistake uh, about. Oh, shoot. What was it? 15 years ago? Yeah. Uh, 16 or 15, 16 years ago. And uh that problem just laid dormant uh, all through another owner, a foreclosure, another owner. And then when uh, the current owner was going to sell the property, it raises its ugly head and it threatened to derail the issue uh, or derail the closing. The issue was mm -hmm. there was a person on the deed that nobody ever took into account um, back uh, 16 years ago. So. Uh, once they contacted the, uh, the the person that was on the deed, tried to get her signature, well, she wanted some money. Uh, she hadn't touched it for all these years, didn't know she had the interest. 
but she wanted some money out of it. Uh, title insurance company looked at it and uh, they had the check cut before the uh, seller was able to make his claim. Uh, so they cut the lady the money that she demanded and deed was signed, issue resolved. Everybody's happy. Uh, everybody's happy. Yeah, and uh, this is this really points out why owner's title insurance is so important because it may not be the person you're buying it from, but in this case, years and years ago, almost two decades ago, this yeah. mistake happened, and it just was caught this during the, when we had it listed and about to close. So, and, and the the problem is that real estate never goes away. Mm -hmm. If there's an ownership interest in real estate, that's not just going to disappear. So title insurance is something that you need to get. Because uh, well, so, even if, go ahead, Randy, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Chuck, I'm sorry. I was going to say, even if you do sell the property, if a problem is found out sometime down later, you're going to get brought into it. Your title insurance is still going to cover you. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, Chuck, we, we had a situation, uh, and you, I have friends that do cash deals. And I emphasize, you know, and you've done a couple, uh, uh, that you have to get owner's title because obviously you don't have to get lender's title at that point. Yeah. It is such an important uh, It really is. We only had one situation where somebody was on a farm that's been in the family for years and they uh, deeded an area for them that I said, okay, I, you know, I, it's up to you, but I wouldn't, you don't need owner's title in that situation. But yeah, yeah and I'll tell you, out of that, no, the, the worst uh, title problem that I ever ran across, yeah. uh, other than, you know, obvious fraud and stuff like that, uh, was with a property that had been in the family for a good long while. Oh, really? Uh, so yeah, it had been, here. it had been so long that uh you know great grandfather had deeded his children lots next to each other they all built houses on these lots well it turned out that the first house uh nobody had done a survey on and all the rest of the houses were based off of where that house was oh, so yeah the owner of lot a had their house on b owner of b had house on c mm -hmm. and on down the line for about five different properties oh wow well, yeah thank you for so, that info. to wrap this yeah. up folks it, this is a, another really good important point why you need owners title insurance the bank's going to make you get mortgage title insurance but when you're asked do you want it there's a reason right there to get it if you and we believe reviews are also very important in addition to title insurance and if you want to read about our reviews we're very proud of them you can go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com and you can see what we do to help our clients and our folks here in the community all right so a uh, quick question for you there mr rocky over at swan Misty writes in and wonders, are wood-destroying insect inspections required as a part of the transaction when she is buying or if she's selling a home? Uh, no, except for uh, in certain situations, USDA loans. Uh, they they do have to do it in, in certain situations on that. But outside of that, no, it is not. And you you got the knowing nod of Chuck on that. Did you want to add something to, is that you right on target? Well, we always see them. Uh, I'm told yeah. in Kentucky that if you have a house uh, that doesn't have termites, well, that's because it's probably been treated at some point along the way. Uh, you're going to have termites in Kentucky at so, some point. So you're saying I, mean, I you're recommend obviously getting a termite yeah. inspection. And, but, and yeah. you're saying, though, that, Chuck, you're seeing a lot of termite inspection certificates coming across your desk? Oh, yeah, always. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Very, very rarely is there a closing without a termite report. Um, it's not required, but uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine not having yeah. one. It's just simple due diligence. So next week, we're going to talk about what to look for with the 
termites, how to determine and what to do if you have them. So that's coming up on next week's show. All right, we back over here now to uh, Chuck Rich wrote us a question in the email. He says, I have a shared fence with a neighbor that's leaning towards their side. It was already like this, he says, when he bought the house months ago. They wrote to Rich that they had the fence completely replaced, including new posts back in 2008. So what are we talking about, uh, 15 years ago or so? That's why they have a picket side facing them, the the neighbors. I guess that's pretty standard, right? The picket side should be going, shouldn't they? The should, I, go to, my understanding is it goes towards the neighbors. It goes to the neighbors. Well, then it should have yeah. been going through towards Rich's house, not towards the neighbors who paid for it, right? That's my understanding yeah. as well. well and the question is, whose land does it really sit on? Uh, I can't say as I see a whole lot of shared fences. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, some people will do it, uh, you know, on a farm or, you know, things like that. But typically, one person or the other owns the fence. Um, and you can usually tell, do a survey, you know, see which side it's on. The problem that I see arising uh, is when uh, property A puts up a fence, but whoops, it sits on property B um that's when when you need a lawyer to get involved and and draw up some paperwork otherwise you'd have to pull up the uh fence and put it back on your property well that's great advice because rich is saying that the neighbors wrote him a letter asking him to address and correct the falling fence however yeah, rich well, is saying i don't believe i'm responsible for the repairs so who's well, responsible? Yeah. Well, you use use the phrase shared fence. If it's a shared fence, chances are there's a shared fence agreement. Normally, what you see is a shared driveway agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't say as I've really seen a whole lot of shared fences. Um, but if it is a shared fence, there's a shared fence agreement, and that agreement should point out who owes you know who is supposed to do the repairs and that sort of thing. But if there's no shared fence agreement, we go back to getting a where where does it survey? Sit? Yeah, which yeah, side where does of it the, sit? Yeah. So if it's on yeah. your side. And what happens if if it's on both sides, if it's right down the middle or it goes back and forth then they share the expense? Is that what you would suggest? That's well, no, then you have to uh, okay. Uh yeah. there is no quick answer to that scenario okay Uh, that's why i always say apple pie diplomacy you Mm -hmm. need to get two people to be reasonable and make a decision if it is on both properties and they don't mind where it's at well let's get an agreement together saying hey this fence sits here this fence sits here uh this is who's responsible for maintenance and these amounts etc etc um at uh, a variety of camps down in litchfield i've put together agreements like this uh and you state out who owes what to whom and who does the repairs absent that then Mm -hmm. it's just a couple of guys that can either agree reasonably or take it to court rich we're going to be giving out chuck's number in just a short while so you'll want to jot that down and give him a call if you if you so choose randy scott uh emailed this question to us he says what happens and chuck you may want to jump in on this as well but Scott's asking, what happens if you default on your mortgage for 120 days? So you don't pay it for 120 days. Well, it depends on the lender. Uh, in most situations in that, uh, that you're you're going to go into foreclosure. And usually, unless you pay it off, you, when you're in foreclosure, it, it goes to auction. So um, uh, that's what happens if you get 120 days in most situations. You're first put on a list pending, right, Chuck? Well, there are a couple of carts before the horses here. Um, Typically, you have a note. 
note says you're going to make your monthly payment. You don't make that monthly payment. They send you a notice that says, hey, you didn't make your monthly payment. You got 30 days to make that payment. If you don't make that, that payment, they can declare you in default. If they declare you in default, they'll accelerate the loan, which is to say, we want all our money right now up front, yep. period, mm -hmm. which obviously you wouldn't be able to pay because if you could, you'd have been making your monthly payment, right? right. Uh, at that point, if you don't pay, they'll send it off to the attorney to start the foreclosure. My experience is that there's no hard and fast date. I've seen them go longer than four months. That's right. Typically, though, typically about four months and it's going to end up in the hands of an attorney. When it ends up in the hands of the attorney, he's going to run the title, do all the work there, probably take a couple, three weeks, and then they file the lawsuit. Now, when they file the lawsuit, they're going to file that at the uh, courthouse, but then they're also going to take what you mentioned, a list pendants. That's Latin for uh, lawsuit pending. Uh, and then you take that to the county clerk's office and you record that where the deeds go. That way, you're not going to be able to sell the house or whatever without having that taken care of. It's like a, a footprint on your property that keeps it from going any further until it's resolved. Mm -hmm. You got to do that right at the beginning because uh, all the claims against the property, let's say that there's five liens and they include those five liens in the foreclosure, but yeah. they forget to file the list pendants. Other liens that come along will also attach. But if you have the list pendants, that's when everything stops in time. And that's what we're looking at. Now in Jefferson County, it takes nine months to a year. If you've got the wind at your back and no problems whatsoever to get a judgment and order of sale, because in Kentucky, technically foreclosures are forbidden. There's actually a statute that says that a foreclosure, though, technically speaking, in legal definition is uh, like repossessing a car. Mm -hmm. OK, repossessing a car is replevin. Uh, foreclosure is doing the same thing to real estate. You can't do that. So what you do is you sue them for the dollar amount and then you sell the asset, the house at the courthouse steps to cover that money. Um, like I said, that process in Jefferson County typically takes about a year, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but uh, once the property's sold, well, then you're, you're, you're moving on. on. Yep. yep. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, are those leftovers in your fridge potentially going to make you sick? Well, we're going to talk about that. With us uh, today, Chuck Crosby, the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck anytime at 499-6360. Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. They do home loans. Chuck, of course, does closings, and he also, by the way, does wills and a variety of other things. You can reach Randy at Swan by calling 6450736. If you are thinking about selling your home, I would love to talk to you and see how we can help you. We can just talk on the phone. I'll come out free of charge, no obligation. We can just talk as long as you want, come up with a game plan for whenever you might be ready. And if you're ready now, like we did this past week, we I went out on Wednesday, just so you know, put the home on the market that night because I shot the picks. Home on the market after 72 showings in the first 24 hours, we had seven plus offers in, uh, three of them cash, just to give you an idea. The market is hot. Don't believe what the media necessarily says. We And you can reach me, by the way, 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. 
I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Want to buy a home but are afraid of interest rates being quoted? Swan Financial Home Loans can help you. Here's Randy Rocky. We know buyers want to purchase and we can help you with your interest rate. Swan has a 5-1 arm that can put your interest rate in the 5% range. Want another option? Visit 2-1 Buy Down where you have two points off the first year and one point off of the second year and then you go back to the normal interest rate. Certain restrictions may apply. Don't be afraid of today's interest rates. Swan Financial can help you. Call 645-0736 and MLS 26362-2473. You probably don't think you spend much time in your home's nasty crawl space, but you really do. That moldy air passes right through your floors and in your family's living area, causing allergies and more. Let Aqualock remove the mold and debris, disinfect your crawl space, and install an airtight barrier, giving you back a healthy home environment with clean, fresh air. It'll even pay for itself in 10 years with utility savings, and your floors will feel warmer in the winter. Call Aqualock today for your free inspection. 495-9450. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling in Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHS, Bob Sokola, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour with us again. Randy Rocky, he's the head, one of the head guys at Swan Financial here in Louisville. Does a great job getting homes closed with loans. Six four five zero seven three six. Chuck Crosby is the head guy, the head honcho, the big kahuna over at the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck, 499-6360. If you're thinking about selling your home, you can reach me just about any time, day or night and weekends. Even after the show, you can reach me at 376-5483. And by the way, thank you, Barbara Corcoran. We hope to see you very soon up in New York. All right. So leftovers. Terry Miner, here's what you've been waiting for. We'll start. We'll go through these pretty quickly. Eggs. They almost always contain salmonella. And that's why you want to at least cook them to a little heat to get rid of that potential. Beets. Yep. Research has found in a study published in 2012 with sports medicine that the nitric oxide in beets can give you a workout boost and may help your blood pressure, but those same compounds react with heat badly when nitrate foods are cooked, not cooked, and cooled properly. Uh, further reheated nitrates can be converted into nitrites, and that can be a problem for your body. Potatoes. Spuds seem to be everybody's favorite go-to at some time of the year. Well, you need to make sure, just like eggs, that you cook them. Uh, doing so can potentially foster growth if you don't. And the bottom line is there's a shelf life to those potatoes uh, with bacteria that uh, is ideal growing in low oxygen environment and thriving. Spinach, like beets, another nitrate-rich food that often is served cooked, 
to avoid converting nitrates in these leafy greens into potentially carcinogenic nitrosimites. You may want, sorry about the pronunciation there, you might want to serve your spinach raw, the ultimate time saver too. Chicken, I think we all know this, like eggs, raw chicken tends to contain salmonella, and plus low temps is a recipe for disaster as those bacteria multiply. So make sure you cook to the proper temp. Cold pressed oil. So we're talking about flaxseed oil, olive oil, canela oil, and other oils are also rich in omega-3 fats and other unsaturated fats, which have a number of health benefits, but they're also very sensitive to temperature. Heating and reheating foods containing these oils can render them unsustainable and rancid. Also, oily foods. Avoid reheating oily foods. I didn't know that. Does chili count as an oily food? Terry, I'm not one. If you're at work on Monday, you're okay. <laughs> buffet foods. Don't let the food buffet, which I love. Don't worry about that, but be cautious. Buffet trays are, are not, aren't kept hot enough to kill microbes, which can grow to unhealthy amounts while they sit out. And finally, seafood, fresh fish is mega healthy. Of course it is. But uh, nothing says food poisoning risk like bad seafood. I am a card-carrying example of someone who survived food poisoning because I ate bad seafood. And I'll tell you, it's no fun. All right. Back to the questions. Uh, let's see. Chuck, Ice owns, Ice is his name, owns a plumbing uh, company in southern Indiana. He was hired a year ago to fix a plumbing problem that included replacement of the sewer line. The, sewer, the seller put $10,000 into an escrow account at closing until the plumbing problems were fixed. Got it so far? Not so mm -hmm. unusual, right? The attorney right. that closed the loan was going to give us, I guess this case, ICE, the money when the work was completed. That's now been 11 months ago, and the attorney has not released the 10K to put into, that they put into escrow by the seller. What steps, ICE is asking, should he take? Well, um, I can't tell him what, or I don't know what uh, the escrow agreement says, but my escrow agreements will say yeah. that money's coming out of my account in one of three ways. Uh, either the work is completed and everybody signs off on it, the work is not completed and everybody signs off on it, or I get a court order. Uh, the if, if the two parties can't agree that the work is done and the money needs to be paid, it's not the attorney that makes that decision. There's no way I'm letting money out of my escrow account if the two parties are fighting without having a court order. So the thing to do is go to the court. A uh, fellow that did the work that wants his payment should be suing the person who got the work and didn't make the payment. Uh -huh. And then uh, they'll bring the attorney in and say, hey, cut the check this way. Gotcha. So there's it's a bigger issue than you would think, Ice. And I think as Chuck, you need to go back to the attorney, I guess, that wrote the escrow uh, account uh, together. Well, and No, you have to get a separate attorney uh, oh, to oh. sue. Yeah. So if the guy uh... that did the work actually did, did, in fact, do the work and fulfilled all the uh, the agreements in the escrow agreement, then he would have to file an action against the uh, buyer saying, hey, I need my money. And then you get the judge in that action to say, yes, you need to pay this guy. And since there's money being held in an escrow account, that order would direct that attorney to write the check out to him. Gotcha. All right. Let's move back over to uh, Mr. Randy Rocky over at Swan. Brad is writing in. He says he's buying his first home this year, but he's having trouble finding and coming up with a down payment. 
He has money for closing costs, but the down payment money is a problem. And I think this is probably a concern for a lot of potential would-be buyers. He's wondering, what are his options, Randy? Well, uh, we can get even the closing costs covered, and the Sokola team does a great job of that because we do quite a bit of closings with them where you, you get seller concessions, where the seller pays the closing cost, and we have uh, a lot of no money down options um, so that we have we can absolutely get them in a home with zero money down. Oh, okay, great. So hopefully, again, we'll give uh, Randy's number out a little bit here. All right, Chuck, controversial question coming up. You ready? This one, All right. we've touched on this, but there seems to be more chatter about this. Robbie selling his home. He has video cameras in the home that he says are there for security. But a friend told him that it's against the law to have those video cameras running when his house is shown. He says, is it against the law? And he's also wondering, what about his outdoor ring camera? Is that against the law, having that on? I don't know of any law that prevents it. It's your house. You have security cameras. Right. But so what R Robbie's inferring is that he and maybe others, and I we know that it happens, use those security cameras to keep an eye on the uh, buyers, would-be buyers, walking through a home. So Again, there has to – laws yeah. laws don't give you freedoms, okay? Laws take away freedoms, mm -hmm. okay? They limit things. So unless you've got a law somewhere that says you're not allowed to do that, you're probably allowed to do that. Okay. Then, yeah, it, it's that yeah. simple. Um, what I think they're getting at is, uh, you know, some states you can't tape record a conversation or something right. like that unless you get all parties notice, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Kentucky's not one of those states. Right. Yeah, you have the right. As long as one party, of, if I go yeah, back to as my long TV as one journalism aware. days, right, yeah, one party's aware, then it's it's you're fine. But there are other but states. That's Kentucky. That's yeah, Kentucky. That's Kentucky. Right. That's right. There are other there states. There are other states, as <laughs> a variety of former presidents might have found out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed he do. All right, we we go back over to Randy Carter, planning to buy his first home this year. He's trying to save up money for the costs that are involved in buying a home. One of the friends says he needs to have twenty percent to put mm -hmm. down on the home as a down payment. He apparently listens to our show. He says, "I he says I thought I heard you say you didn't need twenty percent to go put down as a down payment." Randy, yeah. Yeah, so I really sincerely, uh, if you're buying in that situation, most first-time home buyers in most cases are buying a two hundred twenty-five thousand-dollar home. Yeah, the the things you would need are a home inspection, uh, which can range between three and seven hundred dollars, and an appraisal uh, for about five hundred and fifty, and that would be it. So you're looking around twelve hundred bucks to get in a home because uh, we have zero money down options. Got it. All right, good. Okay, so Chuck, I do not know and. You, you, you know, you, you may you know this, maybe you don't. You're not sure if you know the answer. Tony has emailed us. He says, is it legal for his homeowner's insurance to cancel his policy because of two claims six months apart? Apparently, he moved into a new home, lived there for about a year. There were two claims. I don't know whether they were roof and something else, but they were six months apart. And the uh, homeowner insurance company promptly said, adios. Uh all whenever you say is this legal okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. nine times out of ten people are going thinking of a crime yeah this isn't a criminal issue this is a civil issue uh civil issues are going to be based on the uh, or I, I should say there's a, a contract issue uh everything related to this is going to be based on the contract uh i.e pull out your policy and see what it says 
my bet is it probably says they can. Um, right. But that's, you know, uh, it's all based on, on the contract uh, for insurance, the policy. Uh, the only way to know is to look at it and read it. That's it. Yeah. I guess he hit it on the nail. Yes. Because, you know, in Florida, they're pulling out. They're not even homeowners are not even going to their insurance companies for fear of being canceled. Yeah, I think if you read your insurance policy, you won't be able to sleep for the next couple of nights. Um, It's, you know, they can be a little scary. Yeah. My brother, Corey, lives down there now and um, he's he's going through that. Not so good. Yeah. All right. So if you want to see what our uh, sellers are saying about us, you can go to Louisville Sellers Talk dot com as we wrap things up my uh, thanks by the way to the folks who have been with us for the past uh 30 minutes great guys chuck crosby he's the owner of the crosby law offices and again he does great closing so I mean, he's entertaining he's witty there's uh always knowledge uh fun and he gets the job done without feeling like you're being pressured so it's just a great feeling to work over with the uh, chuck you can reach him for doing wills as well and many other things 499-6360 and also randy rocky he's the owner of the swan financial group he's uh does a great job on financing you can reach randy at 6450736 and if you're thinking about selling listen right now i gave you one example of just how hot this market is uh this past wednesday 72 showings and then seven plus offers three of them cash wow this this is really the time. Don't wait till later in the year because then you got a lot of other homes on the market. Buyers are out there. They're combing. They're looking. They need a home, and you can be the one. So call me. We'll talk about it. No obligation. No cost to call me and for us to come out and talk about the process. You can reach me at 376-5483. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.